Hey, what's up? It's Jared Hill, and welcome to my podcast. So today I wanted to talk about disrupting my own life. Now, this is an interesting concept, and we hear about disruption in business a lot, and we don't hear about it so much in our lives and the way that we live out our lives. And so I started writing this as a blog post, and uh, it really just, I thought, would make a great launching off part point for a podcast that I've wanted to start for a long time. And so uh, here we go. We're going to talk about disrupting my life and exactly what I have done and kind of where I'm going with those things. So, um, you know, most of us strive for comfort and I know I have our societies full of comforts and panderings to the smallest of inconveniences. I mean, as human beings, we really don't like pain, so we do whatever we can to get away from it. I mean, some pain physically hurts, and if something is wrong with our body, it often notifies us through like a sensation of pain. I mean, that's just kind of the way we were created. If something traumatic happens to us, we experience emotional pain. And this is where pain gets really interesting, and I've just really been interested in this a lot lately as I've been more analyzing the own my own pain and the pain that I've experienced in life. So... I've had a lot of trauma in my life. I mean, most of it, like many of us, is self-inflicted trauma, but it was trauma nonetheless. And when you experience trauma, there are many different ways and reactions that uh, we deal with it, that we have in common, that are common. And the first is to fall into the victim role. And sometimes we are the victim, though. If someone else's actions hurt us, we have the right to be a victim. And, uh, of course, the problem with being the victim is that it's easy to get stuck there. And we live in a society these days that makes it very comfortable to be a victim. So comfortable that it's likely that you become the very trauma that you were very, you were once the victim of. So we all want to belong to something and to be understood. So when someone understands our trauma and sympathizes with us, it's very easy to become addicted to that. The different traumas I've experienced in life have never been more talked about before than now, Um, and the case for most traumas out there, it's the same. I mean, if you were molested as a child, people talk about that now, where not too long ago, it was something people hid from others, like people did not talk about that. Uh, Consider all the hurt in the world. It's a great time really to be alive because of the breaking down of these kinds of walls in our society. It's now normal to admit that you struggled with something, and that's really a great thing. I mean, being able to find and converse with others uh, who have gone through what you're going through is really a good thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. The problem is that people have allowed their identity to become the trauma they experienced, and outside of that, they have no identity. They're not, uh, they're not identifying with anything else except that trauma. So people end up reliving their trauma day to day because it's the only thing connecting them to people who understand them, air quotes. People were not put here on earth to get hurt and then shut ourselves in around others who are hurt in the same way. I mean, how will we ever grow and become stronger if the only thing holding us together is other hurting people? I mean, the other reaction is to grow from the trauma that we experience. Now, obviously, I think the best way to grow as a person is to just live a life in search of enlightenment and self-awareness, but we were not raised that way. I was raised by the generation who believed that all advertising was truthful and that the government is only trying to help us lead healthier, better lives. I mean, 
that's what they're there for, right? It's only now that some of the baby boomer generation is becoming more self-aware and understanding that there is a better way. I mean, they were really only going off of the best information that was available to them. But the problem is, is that they already finished raising us. So now we have to figure out how to undo the tendencies we have to microwave our box dinners and wash them down with sugar-free beverages laced with chemicals we don't understand. I mean, we were raised by the first generation to experience true convenience living and the last to experience the real American dream as it was. We have our own version of the American dream now, but it looks different and doesn't revolve around a single career or a single home ownership, or at least it shouldn't. I mean, some trauma has definitely put me on a different path than I would have been without it. And so I don't want to come across saying that like trauma is inherently bad because trauma can unlock things within us. Some people don't need to experience much trauma because they were maybe raised in a way where they were taught to seek enlightenment um, on their own and, and to seek enlightenment and awareness through what they see happening to others. Uh, and I believe I'm a very observant person and can easily see f and learn from the mistakes of others, but that hasn't stopped me from making my own mistakes and allowing myself to fall victim to trauma. But nonetheless... Um, now that I've like explained a little bit about where I am at on my path to becoming a little bit more enlightened and a more self-aware person, I want to talk about the whole concept of disrupting one's own life. I mean, what does it mean to uh, proposedly disrupt your life in a world where most people are looking for the least amount of disruption? So I want to talk a little bit about where I've been in the past few years first. About two years ago, I made some decisions, some really tough ones to start dealing with some of the junk that was in my life, uh, some of the stuff that I've held on forever, some of the beliefs that I had, just some of the things. And that started first with my wife, some of my family, friends, uh, starting to talk to a counselor. I mean, I was really in a rut, and I also felt that I was dragging those around me into that rut, because what do we do when we are trying to escape from things? We just pull everybody closer together and kind of just try and weather the storm together in our own little dungeons. So <laughs> there were some things that I needed to talk about that I had never talked about, and uh, unbeknownst to me at the time, I would end up going super deep into those things with a counselor over the coming years, and really that decision to talk to a counselor, and not just any counselor, but to the right counselor, uh, was the best decision I think I've, I've ever made. I plan to talk more about that in the future. Uh, a lot of people have said, oh, I talked to a counselor or whatever, I got bad advice or whatnot. Like, not every counselor out there is is deserving of being a counselor. It's such a low bar of entry, and it really takes truly passionate people who have had some life experiences, who have gone through this process of disrupting themselves, becoming more self-aware, to be able to lead other people in the right direction. So I do plan on talking more about that and the importance of having people in your life that are deep thinkers and how that's helped me. So the problem is that at first it was kind of depressing. I mean, a lot was coming to the surface. I was getting super bummed out. All of this stuff I was dealing with was already there. It was just stuff that I'd buried down deep inside me. So I was really just going through kind of a detox process, essentially. Um, and that felt uh, that felt tough. So... 
like I said, all this stuff was already there. It was buried down inside of me, and I wasn't dealing with anything new other than the realization that this damage had been done. Now, I apologize if some of what I'm saying sounds a little bit cryptic. I'm very much planning on getting into the deeper details of my past and the things that I've gone through on this podcast and my blog and in other ways in the future, but I want to make sure that I'm doing that in a way that's beneficial. There's really no purpose in me simply just dumping my mess all over the internet with no real context. I mean, I was not given the experiences I have just to present them that way. I need to not only honor my past appropriately, but need to make sure that I share it in a context that will be able to help people. Otherwise, what was it really all for? So for about a year, I was super depressed. I was so depressed, I wanted to isolate myself from everybody. There were moments I believed in my mind, thankfully only moments, that my family would be better off without me. I wanted to keep them supported financially, of course, but they would be better off without me around. Thankfully, those dark moments were nothing more than moments, but thoughts like that haunted me for quite some time. I was definitely not a very effective human during those months. If I didn't have a business to run and others whose livelihood was my responsibility, I probably would have gone deeper into that darkness. But thankfully, I had the responsibilities that I did and enough resilience to keep moving forward. After Thanksgiving of last year, which was 2017, I really had had enough. I'd spent enough time in sadness and needed to get out of the rut I'd gotten myself into. I wasn't doing anybody any favors by living in the mindset I had been in, so I decided I needed to change it. I literally changed my mind, and I decided I was no longer going to be depressed about where I was in life and that moment. I mean, I think that we've kind of done ourselves a disservice by giving everything a name and a personality. Depression really is a big thing, and it affects a lot of people, but giving it a name and a personality has really only grown the depression epidemic. More people suffer from anxiety and depression than ever before, even during the Depression era, where people had a good reason to be extremely bummed out about life and outlook of the future. I mean, a few months prior to pulling myself out of the Depression, I had gone to see a therapist through my medical provider. My counselor that I'd been seeing for a while now actually suggested it too. The psychologist like quickly diagnosed me as clinically depressed and recommended that I start medication, which I did because part of me thought maybe the medication will fix it. The problem is that I took the medication for about three months and felt no different. I was told and believed that the medication would make my life better, but that's not what I experienced. So for all I know, I was really just taking sugar pills or vitamin C or whatever. I just really didn't feel any different. After about three months of being on the medication, I backed myself off of the dose that I was on slowly over the course of three weeks to not taking anything at all. So in total, I'd taken the medication for about four and a half months by the time that I had weaned myself off of it completely. It is possible to pull yourself off of this medication. You just have to have had enough. And yes, I know not every person out there is capable of this due to the varying degree of mental illness. And I really don't recommend doing what I did without medical supervision. What I'm saying, though, is that there are many people out there who are told that they're clinically depressed when really they're just going through a tough patch of depression. I know that there is a difference, and I'm sad that clinicians treat all depression and anxiety the same way. This really needs to change. Deciding to be done with sadness was not really enough, though. After deciding to pick myself up off the floor, 
My life didn't change. I mean, I still had the same struggles and battles to fight each day, and I continued to fight them for almost an entire year. About five months ago, my last employee quit to move on to different work, and that left me alone at my office. Every day I would go to work and work alone. It was just me, the tasks I needed to complete, and my thoughts. At first, I had a lot of work to catch up on as I had enough work for two people, actually really enough work for four people, but the two of us handled it and were there for it. It took me until the end of September to get caught up, so three months after my last employee quit. After I was caught up, I had some time to think about it, and I really found myself looking around at the office, all the equipment that I had, everything that I had acquired over the years for work, and just feeling anxious about it. I didn't have to be at the office by any certain time anymore because nobody else was going to be there. So I started looking into my daily routine, which seemed to have been causing me anxiety as well. I started making notes about my day and logging my activities, which quickly led me to the realization that I was not being very effective with my time. I knew something with my work life needed to change. I had also been chasing this goal of building passive income revenue streams that would offset and eventually replace my need for a traditional source of income. I had been chasing freedom from the traditional occupation for pretty much my entire adult life. Now not having employee overhead, I realized that if I didn't have the office overhead, I would really already be there. Between the income I was receiving from my YouTube channels and online content combined with the recurring revenue from the managed services that I provide through my online marketing agency, I had enough income to live that freedom now. And that was a real interesting moment of realization. Recognizing that and the fact that I needed to change my current daily routine led me to the disruption of my own life, which is where I am today, and my new plans for the future. I started off this podcast talking about comfort. It's comfort that's really unnatural. We weren't really designed for comfort, and that's why so many of us end up unhappy and depressed. Comfort keeps us from living out our true potential and from becoming what we were told we could be when we were young, which was anything you put your mind to. I I knew that I needed to be more productive with my time, and that was not going to happen in my current routine, so I needed to disrupt that. The disruption started by deciding to close my office and work from home, which really meant downsizing quite a bit because I just didn't have room at home for all the stuff. I'd worked from home before, so I really knew that I was capable of it. I just didn't have three children before. So working from home meant that I would have to be as productive as I could during the hours they were at school. After they were home from school, the house was theirs, so my entire routine would need to change in order to make sure I got the stuff done that I needed to get done in that window of time. I mean, to be honest, when they're home from school, I I really want to be hanging out with them anyways, not be stuck at an office until basically dinner time. I'm running out of days really when my kids will prioritize hanging out with me over their friends, my oldest being eight and a half years old right now. I need to prioritize them now when they're young. It's much harder, and it will be much harder for me to make that change later in life when they're older, and all they know is that their dad works all day and gives them his leftover attention. They really deserve the best of me, and I want them to have that. So, because we live in a world of comfort, I think it's important to disrupt ourselves from time to time. In the past, trauma has been that disruption in my life. And I noticed that I did eventually come out stronger. You know, uh, they always say trauma builds character or whatever, all of that stuff. 
But this time I wanted to be the one leading the disruption, not the circumstances. So this disruption is just the first of many to come because I never want to become complacent about where I am or what I have achieved. Everything is an opportunity to learn and grow. I really want to raise my children to be adults that see every opportunity as a chance to be enlightened and to grow. I want them to be self-aware, and I really want them to be able to quickly recover from life's hurts in a healthy way. On this earth, we're never going to be free from trauma or pain, but we can choose to learn from it, better ourselves, and empower others through it. So I really uh, am enjoying discussing some of these things, and some of them are unsettling, which is why I know I'm heading in the right direction as I've talked with other people, just like seeing the look on their face and their responses when I say I'm making the decision to work from home, not because it's a financial decision really, but because I just want to, and even just being at home that much and being around my family that much. Like it makes it makes the stomachs turn in some men out there, which I think is is a bummer. Uh, but <laughs> it lets me know that I'm heading in the right direction. So this disruption is really a good thing, and it's keeping uh, me moving and learning. Uh, and disruption in general is a good thing. I mean, industries are being disrupted because the providers within those industries got too comfortable. I mean, just today, General Motors announced that they're laying off 10,000 employees and closing down five factories when Tesla is hiring like mad and building factories all over the place. GM is refocusing on electric vehicle production and will probably scramble to catch up to many companies that have been moving in that direction for a while. I want to be the one proactively disrupting my life rather than being reactionary to what's going on around me. I just want to thank you so much for listening to this all the way through. If anything I had to say stirred you in any way, or if you're at all interested in what I'm doing, I I would really love to hear your thoughts. And there's a couple different ways that you and I can connect. The first would be to go over to my website, jared.blog, J-E-R-A-D dot blog and comment underneath the post in the podcast. Um, I also produce this in a written form, so uh, you can comment there. And I read that. I respond. I love to have conversations there. I also, of course, am on all the social medias, and you can connect with me. Uh, My handle is just my name, at Jared Hill on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, You can also subscribe to not only to the podcast through whatever you're listening to this on, perhaps it's iTunes or, you know, Pocket Casts or something like that. You can subscribe uh, and you'll, of course, get a notification when I put out a new episode or whatnot. But what I would really appreciate you doing besides that is going over to my website, jared.blog slash subscribe and putting in your email address so that I can just keep in touch with you and share whenever I put uh, some new information out there. Um, I don't take you sharing your email address with me lightly. That is a privilege and an honor to receive an email address from someone, and I want to make sure that you know that if you gave me your email address, I would only use it for sending you stuff that is relevant and has substance to it. Uh, So I appreciate you sticking around and listening to this episode, and I hope to see you back in the next one. So click that subscribe button and share this with someone that you think might find this interesting or maybe that you think needs to hear this. Uh, That's definitely why I'm doing this. I think that 
I have been given the experiences that I've been given and the outcomes to those experiences so that I can share them with others. And that's really the only reason that I'm doing this. So thanks again, and I hope to see you back here soon. 2019 is upon us and maybe you have a new skill you want to learn. Maybe it's photography or music production. Maybe you want to learn how to build your own website or understand data science. There's a lot of cool courses over at Skillshare. They are this episode's sponsor and they're giving all of the listeners two free months of Skillshare Premium. That means unlimited access to all of their courses. A lot of these courses are less than an hour or an hour and a half long, and you're going to learn a lot of great things and walk away enlightened. Let's start out 2019 by learning some things. Head on over to jer.fyi slash Skillshare. That's jer.fyi slash Skillshare.